Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Sawyer. Hey, I'm Sawyer. So, are you ready to have a real stormy time? (laughs) (laughs) My word, I can't imagine who you're possibly talking about. I tried to think of other weather words, but I'm real imaginative right now. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, it... I mean, you know, it's snowing out, at least around here. Uh, that's a storm. No, wait, I got wait. I got nothing. It's like, <laughs> what's, what do I hear on the, on the, uh, in the background? Oh no, lightning strike. <laughs> Who could we be talking about? It would cause so much rapid changes in weather. It's storm! Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. Storm is, is rad. Also... This is the best storm, the um, the one dressed up in all leather and with a white mohawk. Okay. And like the Hell super yeah. cat cat tail eyes. Yes. Like, like she just looks like a punk rock goddess. So badass. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my god. And it's so good. I love- <laughs> this is my favorite storm and I want her to only be this storm. <laughs> the only storm. Yeah, there's- yeah, there's a lot of New them. York punk storm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's gonna kick some ass. With also, that look, like, look sure. at look at this look at this picture of her. It's just like her flying, like shooting electricity. Whoa! Oh hell yeah! And, yeah, and like her mohawk form. And the, like, but the thing is that mohawk that mohawk looks perfect, even when she's flying and and throwing thunderballs and and kicking ass. Yeah, that's hard so, to do. That's hard to do. Yeah, it it is it is very hard to do. So yeah, uh, what is your like brief one sentence synopsis of Storm? Like I have to describe Storm. Yeah, to just you? one sentence. Okay, uh, she's a mutant from the X Men that controls the weather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said one sentence. <laughs> I meant an extended sentence with uh, with. With semicolons and uh, okay, <laughs> and witch clauses, you know, some garrons and whatnot. But uh, you, you uh, know, um, I I don't know a lot about her her actual backstory. I know she's like one of the core mutants, and um, she was played by uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, in the movies. <laughs> yeah, she was. I don't know if she showed up in the the Brian Singer ones yet. Don't Wait, think she has. Well, I d- didn't Brian not Singer Brian do Singer, all sorry, of them? Not Brian Singer, the first class, that's what I meant. Oh. The first class universe oh. one. You know, I, I kind of lost track. I, I stopped paying attention, I think, uh, when Apocalypse came out. Cause it oh, just yeah, didn't I look... stopped watching after Apocalypse. It, I'm just like, yeah. don't treat my boy Oscar Isaacs that way. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> treat him that way. He deserves better than this. He yeah. deserves better than this. Also, Sophie Turner deserves better than that. that like, that's the so, thing, yeah. So many people deserve better than what they got. In, in that movie, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, I didn't, I didn't see it because I just heard it was really bad, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need. I watched about half of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> they treated they treated my boy wrong. Uh, the I guess I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent when we're three minutes into the podcast, <laughs> but like with an actor like uh, Oscar Isaac, it doesn't make sense to like 
bury him in in makeup and prosthetics and and what like he's an actor's actor like you really want to see him i don't know really go at it and it seems like a a disservice like to, paint him purple like no yeah. you could still paint him purple maybe give him like the purple lines or something mm-hmm. you could do like a, you can do an homage but like you could barely see his acting. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, like you could just do like the purple lines on his face and like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. people would have accepted that. Yeah. Like if it was a good enough thing, like but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but speaking <laughs> right, of someone okay. who I have a lot of affection for, Storm. Storm. Her real name is Aurora Monroe. One of the funnest names to say. Aurora Monroe? Aurora Monroe. Okay. That yeah. is, that's a lot of fun to say. We're fun to say. Her occupation is adventurer, which means she has no job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and her identity is secret. Though I think that changed because she married Chikala. Oh, I didn't know that At one point, yeah, she was the queen of Wakanda for a little bit. And I'm pretty sure it was known. Like, really, really known who she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she's native born to the U.S. Okay, all right, and she probably has a criminal record in Egypt, but not under her full real name. Just under Aroro. She was known in Kenya and Tanzania uh, as a beautiful windrider. Okay, and she was born in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, her known relatives are her her father, David Monroe, and her mother, Nadere Monroe, who is also dead. Okay. All right. Neither of them have any, uh, uh, you know, mutant uh, displaying qualities or anything? As far as I know, I don't think it was brought up. Okay. Yeah. I think it would have been. Yeah, probably. But, you know, at least not at this point. Uh, and this is the era where she is a member of the X-Men, but she's also technically the leader of the Morlocks. Okay, so now I, I don't know what a Morlock is. Um, they're the, uh, they're the uglies out of the, uh, <laughs> of the mutants. You know, the ones that look like mutants, the okay, ones that can't yeah. pass. <laughs> yeah, not, the not human have, passing, yeah. Or, or the ones that have powers that won't allow them to live in society, really. Okay, all right. Um. Like one of them is uh, Annabelle, who whose power is everyone feels exactly what she feels in like a pretty wide radius. You couldn't really have a society where everyone like if she was sad because she lost her kids, aka that's what happened, and that's okay. why she was forced underground. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, like if everyone's sad because she lost her kids and they're constantly sad and depressed, no one could get anything done. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why they gave her a little buddy who she hated, Leech, who could <laughs> <laughs> who oh, great kids yeah. ladder powers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, there's people who put off toxic gas and also look like an elephant. Or you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. Talk okay. about Mammoth Max. Mammoth Max. Does he do both? Uh, or no, he's just the elephant. He's just an elephant. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. kind of a, yeah, that's definitely the raw, that's a raw deal if you're a mutant and your powers looks like an elephant. I remember very clearly in after M-Day when most of the uh, mutants lost their powers. Oh, yeah. 
where there's a 190, 198. Uh, one of the only remaining mutants, his only mutation is he had blue skin. <laughs> that was his only mutation. Like, there was literally nothing else. His his only mutation was he was a Star Trek alien. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and, like, and, like, he wished he lost it so badly. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, because it made him hard to do things. Yeah, yeah. It was also the time where when uh, Iceman thought he w- had no powers, but he did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He thought it was psychosomatic. Oh, no, yeah, it, was really, right. it was a really bad retcon when they did that because, like, because like it was very tragic almost, like whatever. Because like, because like you went to because like uh, at the end of M Day, at the end of um. The House of M, House of M and like yeah. after the New Mutant, New Mutants, uh, the No More Mutants thing, like it, there was all these news reports and stuff. It'd be like you know, like the local, like local weather patterns that were basically controlled to help people by mutants and stuff. All of a sudden, went crazy. Mm-hmm. Like like all this stuff happened, and you went back to the the X Mansion. One of the last panels was of Iceman just kind of like pouring like sweat and be like, it's too hot. <laughs> and like and like he like felt seemed like like legitimately like the stress. And I'm just like, this is a good this is like good drama. Yeah. Good, yeah like yeah. and like and then they're just like a few then like a few years later they're just like, oh we're joking. Okay. <laughs> it which was is a why, joke. Which is why I'm not a big fan of okay. X-Men, because they just very hastily, like, just get rid of all their drama yeah. right after building it up. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of, also, at okay. this all point, right. um, this point, this also might have been the time when, this is a time when she had no powers. Wait, when Storm had no powers? Yep. Okay, okay. All she, right. she defeated Callisto without her powers and then became an abstinent leader of the Morlocks. Okay, all right. AKA she got control of them and then she was just like, I'm just gonna be with my other friends here. <laughs> so she first showed up in Giant Size X Men number one. Okay. Deadly Genesis in May 1955. I mean not fifty five. That would have been they would have been golden age. Yeah. No, in May in May nineteen seventy five. Okay. Okay. When and how when did the X the X Men come about originally? What was six sixty something? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. It was that whole like civil rights era, like parallel analog sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to we need to make a uh, we need to make a comic about civil rights without putting a single black person in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're even gonna ba- we're even gonna base Professor X at and Magneto off of MLK. Yeah, and Malcolm X. Yeah. And Malcolm X and yeah. not make a single black person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they were trying to sell it to white kids, I guess. <laughs> well, they they did that with Black Panther. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Black Panther was like in uh, they also did that with Falcon. I don't know why they could do it in X-Men. Yeah. But whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so maybe they thought they were uh, they could pass that message along sn- more sneakily. You know? I, I, I no, I'm not yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's worth defending. I don't I don't think it no, is either. No, absolutely not. Um well, uh so she is a descendant of an a- of an African witch priestess line mm. which can be traced back to the dawn of humanity. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's maybe a little uh, questionable. Yeah. Well, all the women in this line, uh, line of descendants have white hair throughout their lives and blue eyes. And powerful magic abilities, while the men had none of these abilities. Um, I did not know she had white eyes. I mean, blue eyes. Blue eyes, yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I guess she's just a mutant line that came back from the beginning of time. So, so they have magic abilities, but, I mean, that magic and mutant powers are different, like categorically in the marvel universe right like categorically yes but i would i would also say that if we did not have the science term for mutants they would probably be called witches and okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fair that's very fair okay yeah yeah uh aurora's mother nadare was a princess of the tri- was from a tribe from kenya that has yet to be identified hmm. Mm. hmm i wonder why they could have made up a name yeah right yeah <laughs> Um, she married a photojournalist, uh, David, David Monroe, while living with him in Manhattan. And while living with him in in Manhattan, Aurora was born. Uh, she was six months old and she and her parents moved to Cairo, Egypt, where her father was on assignment. Five years later, her Egyptian home was destroyed by a a Arab-Israeli conflict. Wow. Very, very geopolitical. (laughs) Which one, and why would they be in Egypt? What, um... Because that one was, like, the Six-Day War. That was probably not the same time, right? No, I don't think so. All right. Mm. Then I'm not... I don't know. (laughs) Also, there's a lot of Arab-Israeli conflicts. yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm trying to think ones that take place in Egypt. But, you know, also, uh, this is fiction, so maybe they're just making stuff up. Well, you know what? Also, they they totally used an actual IRA bombing for uh, origin story, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, she found herself buried under the rubble of her house besides her mom's corpse. The event traumatized her so, so that she suffers from claustrophobia to this day. Has that, has that played, like, I'm curious to know how that's played out in actual arcs like it is played out okay uh she died like it is something that is actively brought up um like she will like it will come up almost anytime they need to go underground okay yeah um anytime that they have to like she prefers to be on the outside when she actually can you know yeah use her powers do her thing yeah that makes sense do her things and also you know maybe not be you know trapped in a house that could be turned into rubble and i don't blame her yeah. Uh, f- after her after her death, uh, after not her death, her parents' death, uh, she wandered the back alleys of Cairo until she was found by children working for the Egyptian master thief, Ahmed El-Gibar. And uh, he taught them how to steal for her, and she became his prized pupil. Within a year, she was the most accomplished sneak thief and okay. pickpocket in Cairo. Uh Ahmed also taught her to become a superb lockpick and escape artist, which is something that also p- comes up. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, later, whenever she goes through the Siege Perilous, which basically is a, uh, it's like this magical door that rewrites reality in a person completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets de-aged, 
And um, she, what she remembers is that she was a good thief. Oh. And because of that, she became really good friends with Gambit, who was in Cairo at the time, just doing thieves and <laughs> thieves and assassin stuff. Okay. That's pretty and, rad. And, like, they also have a good friendship to this day. That's cool. I actually would uh, like to check that out. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I like that idea. There's that concept, thieving yeah. around in Cairo. Yeah. And it's it's something that doesn't stay for long, because she yeah. gets re-aged. Yeah. But- <laughs> But it is, it is, I do like it. Uh, yeah. I do like that, that concept. And I do like that that was a thing that was brought back. Yeah, for sure. Um, later in the early 90s or late 80s, early 90s. Um, when she was 12, she felt a strong inner need to go to the South. And she spent a year traveling by foot from Cairo across the Sahara Desert until she meet, she reached the home of her ancestors, the Serengeti Plain. Okay. Which lies between mm-hmm. uh, Kenya and Tanzania. She lived on the Serengeti Plain beneath Mount Kilimanjaro. By this time, her mutant power to control the weather has emerged, and she used the power to help several local tribes who worshipped her as a goddess. Yeah, um, that makes in sense. Helping, <laughs> in helping these tribes, she developed a sense of responsibility to use her powers to benefit the, uh, to the benefit of others, and. She contently spent a number of years as role of goddess, goddess until Professor Xavier came to Africa. It was just like, yo, we want to steal your goddess who was making sure you had good crops. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is such a white dude thing to do? <laughs> Screw you guys. Screw you guys. I'm taking your goddess. <laughs> oh, man. What? So how old is she at this point? Do, like um, teenage or early 20s I imagine or she's like that. probably like either late teenage teenager yeah. to early 20s I mean that's gotta like you know I know she learned you know how to care for these people and everything but like if they're calling you a goddess when you're like in your teens that's I would find it hard to not let that go to my <laughs> go to my head right like yeah. you know teens are already egotistical enough like and yeah. well, well, good old uh, Professor X was just like, hey, you, I know you've been taking care of this uh, downtrodden uh, group of people. They'll <laughs> probably get trotted on way more if you leave. But you should help everyone. And by that, I mean mostly America. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so I assume she, she took him up, took um, him yeah. up on that offer. All right. All right. Hey, and then he gave her the codename Storm. Okay. All right. You know, not the most original thing, maybe, but I'll I'll, I'll take it. (laughs) When uh, Cyclops took a leave of absence, uh, she became the group leader. Okay. Um, And by leave of absence, uh, we mean she, he uh, was sad because his girlfriend died, quote unquote, Though, although she was just on uh, on the bottom of Jamaica Bay, yeah. So this um, is the with the whole Phoenix arc, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And also at the time he was in Alaska with a clone of his girlfriend, who he did not realize was a clone of his Ooh. girlfriend, and had a baby with her. Okay, and then <laughs> and then when the baby was probably like a, still a baby, like like an actual baby, um, he left for Gene, the the for originator. The, of, wow. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a bad person. Well, that's he's real yeah. Bad. Jesus Christ, Scott. Um, so Eddie also didn't tell her that he was leaving. So he just he just like was like, all right, I'm gonna go out to get a pack of smokes, and then <laughs> then disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he did an impression of my dad, <laughs> a real good impression. 
<laughs> oh man. Um I didn't I did not know I didn't you know, I knew the whole like uh Phoenix arc, like the general outline of that. Um but that is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is pretty bad. Oh man. Uh so when yeah, so she's like one of the more than like senior or like important members of the whole whole squad then, really. Yeah, she's one of the more important members. Yeah. And I imagine it would probably part of that sense of responsibility and her kind of uh being a provider for for the for these, you know, several tribes and stuff. Yeah. She probably, you know, picked up a lot of leadership skills. It's good for the um, resume. Yeah, pretty good for the yeah. resume. Uh, so, when the X-Men first clashed with the Morlocks, she fought in personal combat with the Morlocks leader, uh, Callisto, and defeated her. And uh, then she remained the absentee leader of the Morlocks while palling around with friends. So, you said she beat Callisto without her powers? Yes. Okay. So what what happened there? Like she just decided not to use her powers, or no, no, she didn't have power. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so it was after the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. When she as uh, she went back to the X Men, they skip over a lot of actual good stories about her. <laughs> this okay. Um, and whenever she went back with the X Men and everything, she's like, I have no powers. But then, but then she's just like, but you're a badass, and you're also you have a mohawk now, and you're dressed up like a punk, and you could probably use a switchblade real good. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen people use switchblades really like you know, uh, like you know, butterfly knives or like I think that's a power in itself. Well, to be honest, well, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here. I have I have a feeling like if you're using a knife that isn't like a dagger, you know, something like a small yeah. sword. Yeah. If you just stab someone real good with it, like you're using it good. Yeah. Like you're doing <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing, doing it well. you're doing the right thing there. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just like, okay, I need to use this knife in a fight. Switch, stab. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's a skill, you know? Yeah, and uh so basically, Callisto's kind of like a lieutenant, aka the actual leader of the thing, and she kind of just goes every once in a while and be like, "Hey, stop being, stop being dicks." Okay, all right. Or, "Hey, be more of a dick to this person," <laughs> and, and she kind of leaves. Okay. So her powers uh, create a psychic bond between herself and the primal forces of Earth's biosphere. This link might have been broken by a long stay in outer space when they were battling against the Brood. And okay. may have been one of uh, one of the factors underlying Storm's subsequent drastic change for attitudes in hairdress and I mean hairstyles and manner of dress, or she just wanted to look really flippant, flippant awesome. Yeah, you know, people <laughs> right like people people change their looks. Yeah, maybe she saw maybe she saw something. Just like that looks cool. I'm gonna do that, and she yeah. did. Yeah, it's like I'm in the New York in uh, I'm in New York. It's the whatever the 80s now or whatever. Punk is really cool. I'm gonna get a mohawk. I'm gonna wear leather. Yeah, that doesn't. You don't need to like have your psychic. Uh, link with the Earth's. <laughs> I don't even remember what that was. Although I, I, I would like to go back to that. I, that's an interesting thing to me that her powers come from like a psychic bond with the Earth's like energy or whatever you're saying. Um, I didn't realize that. I assumed it was maybe just like more sciency based, like controlling. I don't know, being able to control. Um, you know, 
minute things in temperature or something. I don't know. No, well, when you think about it, like, you know, even when people didn't have, like, the exact knowledge of what <clears throat> they were doing, like, yeah. whenever you pick, whenever someone picked out, like, the the kernels from a piece of corn that was a little bit bigger, they were doing genetic modification. Yeah, like, true. you know, very so, true. You know, it's kind of just the way you describe it, yes. I guess. Very fair point. When Rogue is wrongly accused of murdering a uh, agent of Shield, um, Rogue left the X Men and Supergirl went to Mississippi, where she once lived. Uh, Storm followed her. Meanwhile, Henry, Peter Gyrich, and Valerie Cooper of the uh, U.S. federal government hunted down Rogue and uh, Gyrich, a, a National Security Council member, was given a presidential authorization and obtained the only working untested neutralizer device oh, made dang. by Forge. All right. Storm found Rogue and when and they fought Gyrich. Cooper and their troops, and uh, they Skyrich tried to use it on Rogue, but Storm got shot instead. And uh, her powers were apparently removed. And she, when she where when she uh, fell into a river, and Forge rescued her. Uh, Forge then brought her to his headquarters in Dallas, Texas, where she was revived. They grew strongly attached to each other, but Storm used. But Storm realized that Forge created the neutralizer gun, and she felt betrayed. And then she still hates Forge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know he wasn't like trying to hurt her. Yeah, um, I forget how she gets her powers back, but she gets her powers back at some point. They, that happens. The powers come and go. You know, they're like the wind. It was after, oh, okay, no, it was after the Siege Perilous. Okay, all right. After the Siege Perilous, so yeah, she was. She started getting her uh, uh, powers back, yeah. because she was brought back as, because she went to, uh, she turned back into a child, and she, she just, like, oh, turned so- into an adult again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With her powers. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> okay. So how Storm got her groove back? She is 5'11", so really tall for a lady, honestly. Is that is that really tall for a lady? I I don't know what the yeah. So so the average height for at least an American female is around five three five four. Oh okay all right yeah okay yeah like I, I'll like five six maybe mm-hmm. but like but like that's that's kind of tall. Does that now does that factor in the mohawk or is the mohawk? I don't think it added? does. <laughs> okay, all right. she has a lot of hair. Yes, yes. Without when she doesn't have the mohawk. Yeah. So like so, with Mohawk, maybe she's like six three. Yeah. So she has blue eyes and white hair, uh, and she possesses the normal human strength of someone who's does a lot of exercise. <laughs> yeah. Also, she has the ability to manipulate weather. Wait, not what? at this time, but she will in the future. Okay. Um. Well, she had it, it was taken away, then it will. Yeah. It's not known how far away she can manipulate the weather, but she can create, like, giant storms that can cover the entire east coast of the United States. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to say yeah. she's probably good in whatever yeah, yeah, she yeah. wants to be. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, with that, you got to think about the, like, the the repercussions of that. Like, like, if she makes a storm... 
that covers the whole, you know, eastern seaboard of the United States, like, then doesn't that, like, also affect, you know, weather patterns uh, across the across the world, right? Like, well, it doesn't it just can. exist in a vacuum. No, it can. Yeah. But uh, but that kind of where her psychic connection to the biosphere. Yeah, that's true. Comes into, like, she can sense when she's doing that. Yeah. That's very fair. Which, which is why she doesn't like doing a large area. She, it does take strength for her to do this. Yeah. So, uh, like, one time she tried to stop a blizzard that was cover- sweeping over most of Canada. Okay. And she nearly killed herself stopping it. Over several hours. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the way she does it, she... The way she does it, she, like, she has to... I mean, I don't know if she does this, like, consciously... But if she wants to, you know, make it stop raining, or let's say, let's make she let's make it easier. If she wants it to rain, okay. let, let's say like a desert <laughs> yeah, area, yeah. she would have to basically take moisture from other places. Oh, to do okay, it. all right. So that makes sense. Yeah. So she can't just like spontaneously generate moisture. It has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really unlike, interesting to me, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. unlike Thor, who can just be like, "I'm magic." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, also a thing that I didn't realize until a character I did recently, Space Phantom. Um, like, he used to have time control okay. with his hammer, but he used all of it up at one point. Oh. It just never came back. <laughs> so, so what all that right. means to me is that he could do that for other things at his hammer. Yeah. Right? And, I mean... Could, could he, could he, could, like, is there just more charges for, like, like for, like, lightning and stuff? Oh, he's just got a lot of charges in there. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he has a lot of charges and eventually, like, it stops. Like, he's be like, well, I guess I'm not God of Thunder anymore. You know, maybe it's like D&D, uh, some, some items in D&D, it's like, you get, you know, four uses and then it recovers 1D, four uses every day or something like that. Yeah. So if, like, as long as you don't burn through all of them right away... You're good. Yeah. But like but like the time travel was just like you have like a hundred charges. Yeah. And it takes a million years for them to recover oh. once you're done. <laughs> so <laughs> you use them sparingly. <laughs> and and he just used all of it up. Yeah. I mean like a hundred seems like a big number, you know, when at first, so then you're like, okay, I can use I can use some now, and then you start getting down and you're like, Ugh. And then you probably get really stingy with your your time uses, um, but you know I don't know that's tough. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of other things, <laughs> okay. uh, her the weather around her can be affected by her emotions. Okay. So like if she's like you know real angry, like it might start like thundering somewhere, which means that she probably some poor thing probably got struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably just like just like oh I'm angry and then like a dude gets struck by lightning. I'm just like what did I do, God? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I mean, just like when you normally get struck by lightning, literally not your fault. <laughs> you yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so and she also flies using like wind currents. She can fly really fast, and but if she does, she has to make like anti wind going the other way oh, so counter she doesn't wind. like okay counter wind yeah. yeah so like it's it doesn't hurt her yeah like she also has to do like you know stuff like that as well oh that's in- i never thought about that but that that makes sense and it's like a nice little sort of twist or like catch to that sort of thing yeah it because because the weather can be controlled by her emotions very easily she kind of 
keeps as emotionless as possible. Oh, okay. I never really... That makes sense, like, from what I've seen her portrayed as a character. She's, like, very level-headed and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we're pretty much done with Storm. Is there anything else you can think of while uh, while we have her? I, um... How much do you know about like there there's an ultimate version of Storm, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. Do you know do you really know anything about Ultimate Storm? I don't, but I always find the ultimate versions interesting. Sometimes, if not just edgy. Ultimate version of Storm is very much like your platonic ideal of Storm. Okay. Interesting. Like I don't remember all the stuff she did. I don't remember her like really sticking out much more than she mm-hmm. normally do- did. Um, yeah, this picture that I'm looking at, you know, she has a crazy mohawk, uh, uh, and she looks like a badass. Yep. All right. She's, she, she's, she's pretty cool. Yeah. Like her a lot. Um, yeah, she was the queen of Wakanda for a little bit. That's, that's also pretty interesting. Like when, when did that happen? I guess. Uh, around Civil War. Okay. Oh, all right. She she joined the Avengers very briefly as well. Just like every other character Person. at some point, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's oh. it's cool though. She's just like a a very like just super badass. Um, so it's cool to see her like pop up in different different places because like she is super capable and uh and and killing it. Hey, she was the leader of the all uh, female X Men team. Uh, that when that was out, it had a. Uh, it had Psylocke, Jubilee, Rachel Gray, Rogue, and Kitty Pride. Okay. I mean, yeah, of all those people to lead it, I would say Storm would be the one. Yep. And she had her own solar series for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, she's around. She does some pretty cool stuff. I like her a lot. Um, what is she up to these days, I guess? She's on the X-Men Gold team, okay. which I have not been keeping up with at all. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Asked and answered. <laughs> yep. Oh, she was also part of the Extreme X-Men. Ooh, Extreme. Ooh, yeah, Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, let's do plugs. What do you have? Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, I, uh, I'm still a podcast free agent. Uh, you know, I've been getting calls, um, but, uh, you know, my agent um, is really looking for the right thing. Um, <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I make music. I make spooky, um, droney, ambient uh weird uh distorted music um at hild.bandcamp.com that's h i l d.bandcamp.com uh last time i was on the show i pitched a different url um and it turns out that another band had the same name as me and they were very angry about it so <laughs> there we go yeah they were, i mean they're just they were just jerks and i didn't want to deal with them well um I don't know that get away jerks. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called creepy critters where I talk about cryptids. It's a good show. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It might be featuring music from a certain person who just talked. That one fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Um, I also have a cat that I would consider a cryptic because he has four thumbs. Yeah, wait, uh, four thumbs? Yeah. You know, well, he's I mean, getting mittens. Yeah, I, like, I get hit. Okay, okay, all right, okay. Thumb, I thumbs, won't, I won't, <laughs> okay. Thumbs is in, thumbs is in, like, because they have, because they have four. Yeah. They have four, like, quote unquote fingers. Okay. And the thumb on their thumbs, he has four of them. Okay, all right, so yeah. he already has two thumbs. Yeah, and, and he has two more. two more. Okay, yeah. all right, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, he has, um, <clears throat> Yeah, he has four thumbs. If you want to see his kitten mittens, you can go to my Instagram at Marvelous Mooch. And while you're on there, you might as well go over to inst- my Instagram for the show at Marvelous Mooch. I mean, at, <laughs> at Alphabet Flight, which is also the Twitter handle. Um, So if you want to see the pictures of, that, of the people we're talking about, that's where you would go. Um, I also have a link in the description to my Patreon, which if I get $25 a month... I will do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel. Oh, dang. yeah, yeah, lots, lots of pets. All right, all right. Um, Does uh, would Cosmo count, or is he Cosmo his own? is okay? In there. Okay, all right. One of the best dogs. A very good dog. It's a very yeah. good dog. Yes, uh, <laughs> eleven out of ten. Very good boy. Yes. Um. So, uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Good night. Oh, 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 oh